Welcome to On the Line, and we're going to welcome in Kaysen Echohawk. Yes, Akela Garrett is joining us. Simeon, thank you so much for joining us. We have Maya Cochran of Moon Area joining us. If you've never tuned in before, we are all about high school cross country and track and field. And- Robinson has the leverage though, and five, oh, and Rose. Rose is coming back on him. Here we go, Robinson. It's the final post. It's going to be Cameron Rose with the win. Wanted to drag these guys in the deep waters, you know. I wanted to make it hurt the whole time. Make them question why they're in this event, you know what I mean? So, came out there with bad intentions. I feel like my kick is probably what separates me and you all. Yeah, I feel pretty great. My the ultimate goal coming out here wasn't really trying to like a super fast time. It was really just to come out and kinda of get the you know the gold and bring it home for you. Like, I mean I'm never gonna go into the high school race um, saying that I don't wanna win. Like that's uh, like I'm never gonna say oh, I want I wanna get top three. No, I wanna win. Welcome everyone. It is Wednesday, December 21st, and this is the last show of the 2022 year of On the Line. I'm Corey Mall here with my awesome co-hosts, Olivia Ekbené and Ashley Titians. We are ready for the holidays. It's been a thoroughly enjoyable finish to the X season, XC season and, and really 2022 as a whole. Uh, we all had a blast together in, in San Diego. I'm just speaking for the both of you now. And I, we, I know we got to meet a lot of athletes, coaches, parents, officials, and they're the people who make this sport go around. So we want to thank everyone that we saw in San Diego for Champ Sports. Uh, I want to give Olivia and Ashley some time. If you have any shout outs uh, from San Diego, any shout outs you want to make? Well, we had a big fan group for sure. So shout out to all the Mile Split fans in San Diego. There's too many of y'all, which was really exciting to just meet you guys and connect with you. So shout out to the Mile Split fan group. Yeah, it was pretty fun just, you know, even talking with the parents. I mean, shoot, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Drew Griffith's mom gave us a big shout-out. I think Alyssa Soro's dad and grandfather, maybe. Those were just a couple off the top of my head. And, hey, shout-out to the kiddos, too. I mean, they had fun. We had some fun making some, you know, social content, some TikToks, and, you know, bearing with me and on some of those, you know, sticking a phone or a shoe microphone in their face. So, (laughs) great times. Yeah, it was good. And I think uh, I want to throw a shout out to Ruth White. She was one of the first people we saw on the, the day before the race and surprised to us us that she watches the show and, and kind of pays attention to it. We're really appreciative of that and the, the main fans out there. Kevin Sanchez, our guy from Texas, obviously couldn't run. Uh, he was taking some photos and, and doing the, the drip, you know, the photo drip, as Ashley would say. Yes, the drip. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the che- the cheese, Abby Faith Cheeseman and her mom, yes. I think it was great talking to uh, her mom and, and catching up on where Car- Carter's at right now in Nordame. Uh, so I, I agree, all that stuff and more. It was really fun to be out there and just seeing great races, by the mm-hmm. way. Just awesome, amazing races that, that really culminated the season. Okay, on today's show, we'll touch on the indoor season briefly, and then we'll fly into our 2022 review from our most memorable moments to our top races, the top freshmen, the top coaches, the most viral social media that we saw, and our wishes for the 2023 season. So let's get into it. Let's start first with the indoor campaign. We know it's already started in the first of, Je- uh, in the first of December, but we're already looking ahead. Here's one thing we are each looking forward to in 2023 over the indoor season. I will start with you, Olivia. 
Mine is, again, I did the homework. I kind of combined two into one, so this is how I'm going to do it. Because of all the incredible head-to-head matchups I think we're going to have in 2023, I think we're going to see a lot of records broken. So I'm excited to see the athletes come together, really push each other to really get some great things going. I'm really excited to see how Shanti Jackson, Micaiah Holland, and Adesha Hodge, they just come together and, you know, battle it out in the sprints. I know Ashley has some great picks when it comes to the cross country guys really facing each other for the outdoor season, but also I'm excited to see what the mole sisters are going to do right. Like in the pole vault, I'm really excited about what they're going to bring to the table for this indoor and outdoor season. So head to head matchups, I think is going to result in a lot of great things going on for this 2023 season. But Ashley, for you, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I agree. Kind of honing in more on this kind of idea of head to head matchups. I know during this cross-country season, we talked to a lot of, you know, the top cross-country guys out there, you know, Simeon Birnbaum, Connor Burns, you know, Devin Kipiega, all those types. And, you know, kind of a common theme among all of them is that, you know, they're friends and they're kind of talking about potentially putting together a head-to-head matchup in the mile and going after that sub-four mark indoors this season for 2023. Obviously, last year was a very historic season going sub-four last year, and, I think if we have all these top talents in one race going, you know, head to head, that could be something really exciting. And I'm looking forward to that for sure. If they took the example of Cade Flat last year, don't run anybody else's race. <laughs> run your race. Run your I race. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm here for the entertainment. So. Yeah. I, I, I think getting a bunch of the best athletes in the whole entire country into one race is, is pure entertainment. That's what you come mm-hmm. to see. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely ready for that. And. If they go to the new New Balance Nationals indoor in Boston, too, I, that will be an That's awesome fair. spectacle as well. There's going to be three indoor national championships again uh, coming March. So we'll be over for that. So for me, indoor season, I think uh, the arrival of Montford Academy is is the biggest story. I think they have transitioned into um, one of Florida's better teams. They won a state title last year. Olivia, you'll get into it a little bit more. And now mm-hmm. they've transitioned into – um, kind of that blue chip style powerhouse uh, rivaling IMG, maybe even surpassing them this year. They've gotten quite a number of uh, transfer students this year that will make them that much better. And I think we're going to see them go after national records at some of these major invitationals. If I had to guess, I'm going to, to look at the 4x4 specifically indoors. I think this is a huge take on my end, but I think both of those 4x4s could be up for grabs with Montford Academy. The girls' record is 338.91. It's been held since 2004 by Long Beach Poly. Uh, the boys' record is 312.53. It last was achieved by Bullis School in 2019. Uh, when you look at Montford's boys, Michael Larry, Zaire Naridin, Assam Asenga, who's a transfer, Kygrave Blanks, who's a transfer, I think they have four really good guys who could go after that record. And then on the girls' side, Micaiah Holland, Adeja Hodge, and Michelle Smith, I think they're they probably have a fourth there that I don't know of, but I think they have the components to 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 make a run at that 338. So that's the biggest I think indoor records that I'm looking forward to seeing. And heck, Monford might be on our on our minds the, the entire year. So let's just get ready for that. Um, we will get much more into indoor season as soon as January turns the corner uh, into the new year. But we are going to finish out with 2022 uh, XC and and tracks and we're going to start first with the most memorable moment from XC. Ashley, I will start with you first. All right. I know Olivia and Corey, I think y'all are going to touch on maybe perhaps some of the more marquee memorable moments from cross country. So I'll take 
one that kind of is you know a little more under the radar. I think that Hunter Jones outkicking Connor Burns at Team Midwest Regionals. I mean, that has to be it to my to me that is one that sticks out in my mind because I just pictured you know I see that video of Hunter Jones just you know coming from behind to outkick the sub four miler you know in Burns in a sprint to the finish. And you can just see that grit on Jones's face. I think that's the most memorable part about it. Like, you can tell that he really wanted that win there at the regional meet. And, I mean, hey, he got it in record-breaking fashion, too. You're in 1421 for the win, which is a Laverne Gibson course record. And then Burns and the you know three more guys behind him, they all ran under the previous 1448 course record as well. And so, you know, when I look back on this cross-country season, that is a race that definitely will stick with me for a while. Olivia, what about you? Yeah, for me, I, as you mentioned, Ashley, this one for me was just a really spectacular moment. I, I've enjoyed watching Irene Riggs' season this this year. She won the team Southeast Regional Race, and she clocked the number two all-time performance in North Carolina, 1602.10. And I think just seeing how Irene's season was unfolding – it, I don't want to say we almost questioned it if it was possible to even get into that top three all-time performance, but Irene Riggs just put it all together and earned a 171 speed rating, and then that was her third straight sub-17-minute 5K performance. Now, I also want to briefly talk about the boys as well because Aaron Salman of Newberry Park you know, he just had an exceptional race at nationals and he won the race when it counted the most and all cross country season. He hasn't won a race until he crossed the finish line in Portland with a 1444. And then last but not least, Devin Kipiego, again, with another record breaking performance at the ocean state invitational, he broke Gary Gavin Sherry's previous record of 1458 and he clocked a 1457 there, which I thought was just super fantastic. So for me, a lot of record breaking and also great performances. But for Corey, what was it for you? What was your most memorable moment of cross-country season this year? So I'd call the Irene Riggs race uh, sneak attack. Um, sneak attack. It's like not that, one. that we questioned it at all. It's that we weren't thinking about it at all. No one thought yeah. she was going to go after it. And by golly, wow, that was kind of amazing that she was able to do that in North Carolina. Uh, and then for, for Hunter Jones, too, do you think he wore socks or no socks in that race? <laughs> what do you think? Wasn't his answer, uh, he was like, who socks. doesn't wear socks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100% he wore yeah, socks. He definitely wore socks. Okay, um, I'm going to reiterate kind of what, what Olivia said with Aaron Solman. I think just the most incredible win, I think you look at overall most impactful, most memorable moment, it's Aaron Solman winning the biggest race of the year when he hadn't won a race all year. Now, say what you will about the player of the year awards, that's a different conversation altogether, but you can't debate that Aaron Solman uh, got the biggest win of the season and, and like the highest stakes this season against arguably the best field uh, of the season. And I think you got to give him credit there. I mean, he had raced against Lex and Leo the entire year. I mean, he hadn't won a race, um, obviously for, for good reason. Those guys are good. Um, he didn't start out the cross country campaign that well. He had a, a kind of a, uh, a disappointing start, but like he got it together. And when he did, he actually really put down just a phenomenal performance. When you look at his time, 1444.50, eight seconds faster than Nico Young's time of 1452 from 2019. That was a course record. Uh, Aaron wore his brother's uh, same cleats from running lane last year. I mean, he just got a perfect day. 
11 boys broke 15 minutes at Glendevere on December 3rd. Only three had done it before. So it was sort of an anomaly as well as an outlier year. I don't know if we'll see that again. The conditions have to be perfect. But on that day, in that moment, Aaron Salmon was the best in the country, and you got to give the guy credit for it. So we certainly do. All right, we're going to go on to the top overall race from an athlete this year, XC or track. I mean, I think a lot of what we just talked about could get into this category, but I think we're going to go with different areas here. So um, I'll start with you first, Olivia. What's your top overall race from an athlete this year in XC or track? Yeah, we've had a lot of memorable moments from the beginning January of 2022 up until now in December. There were a lot of national records that were broken across the board with Dahlia Frias, Addie Wiley, Angelina Napoleon, Will Sumner's also in that mix, Rasheen Willis, Shanti, and I know Ashley's going to touch on one in particular. But for me, I remember this race like it was yesterday. And for me, that was Juliet Whitaker breaking the national high school record in the 800 meters with a 159.04 at the USA Track and Field U20 Championships and qualified for the World U20 Championships as well. I feel like that was such a special moment for her, and she just kept tapping into that potential, even at the beginning at Penn Relays, where she clocked a 201. She just was very consistent, really just knocking at that national record door, and then she even ran a 159.80 at the Trials and Miles back in May, and all of a sudden she just she did it once again, 159.04. So for me, it was Juliet Whitaker's national record in the 800 meters. But for you, Ashley, you have another national record that you want to highlight as well. Which one would that be for you? Yeah, that's right, Olivia. I want to take it back to the outdoor track season in April. Probably one of the most, you know, almost astonishing record performances I can think of this year. Natalie Cook, she broke the 5K national record outdoors at the Stanford Invitational. 1525.93 for Cook. That surpassed the previous record a 1534 set by Jenna Hutchins in 2020. I mean, guys, she absolutely obliterated this record here. Like, I mean, that's just an all-time performance from Cook. It was a world top 10 time in the process, you know, at this time in April. You know, even if you break her race down to the individual splits, her she came through 3K in 918, which would have ranked ninth all-time at the 3K distance. Like, guys, she, <laughs> she ran that en route to that 5K record. That's insane. She closed in 71 seconds, and... You know, I could go on and on about, you know, this is insane. This is crazy. But, I mean, I think this has to go down as one of the best, you know, distance performances, you know, obviously in high school history. And, you know, it kind of sums up to Natalie Cook. We may never see a talent like her again at the high school level. And that was just, you know, such a great moment to me. Yeah. And I think in 2022, it was it was heavy distance year. It was so yes. many distance yep. accolades all across the board. I mean, even speaking to Juliet's national record, Roisin Willis won a world title and also broke two minutes, you know, in, in, yeah. in another race. So it's yep. like you could have chosen one or the other. Um, they were both that good. I I'm sticking with 800 on the other side, and I'm saying <laughs> Cade Flat uh, from Marshall County, Kentucky. This guy comes from sort of a uh, mid, like a city that's, I mean, it's not hugely small, but it's not a great city. It's not a greatly, like, large city comes from from an area that isn't really traditionally known that much for running even though their, their program's very very good and they've done great job over the last several years being successful but he develops into a 146 guy in 2022 as a senior i mean no one has really even gotten close to that other than a few 147s over the last couple of years he went under 147 three times last year he went 146 48 at new balance nationals Outdoor, which was three hundredths of a second away from tying the, the high school national record by Michael Granville, 
Most believe that was untouchable. This guy got close mm -hmm. to it. He did it three times. He went under 148 four times. And on top of that, this guy was just the greatest Shakespearean character that we've seen in in 20 years. Like I don't I don't remember a guy who's been who was this like a wash with like charisma and and just personality. But this guy, every time he got on a mic, he said something you didn't hear. Whether it was uh, I have bad intentions or I want to put these guys in deep waters. I mean, Kate Flat made running cool for high schoolers in 2022, and I think you couple that with the performance of 146.48, and I think you got something really, really special. So um, really kudos to that guy. We're going to move into the top freshman girl and boy of 2022 in track or in XC. Olivia, you made the, the very good point. Last <laughs> XC season is a different class. The track season is a different class. So we're going with freshmen in, in 2022 and then 2023 freshmen for XC. So you can start it off. All right. For me, I'm going to take it back to the track. So the springtime for me was Sadie Englehart for the girls. Uh, she ran the fastest freshman time in the 800 meters. She had the fast. She was just pretty much leading the freshman class. 205, 1500, 1600, the mile, the 32. She kicked off her outdoor season with the fastest freshman mile time ever with a 438 at the Sundown Track Series number two. And as the season unfolded, she just produced a 435-16 at the Arcadia Invitational and moved up to the number four all-time performance at that distance. And then later on, she won the NSAF outdoor national title during the summer. So Sadie Englehart takes it for me on the track. I know Ashley and I have very similar thoughts, and that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. So Ashley, is there anything else you would like to add about Sadie? Yes, that's right. We did have very similar thoughts here. I also picked Sadie as my freshman girl of the year in 2022. You know, like, I mean, you went through all the statistics there. There's not much more to say, you know, besides that, honestly. But you know, when you think about it, she's a high school freshman and she was running times that, you know, some college racers can't even, you know, hit when they're in college. And I think that says, you know, that just shows that she's, you know, one of the top freshmen we've ever seen come through on the track side. So I give it to Sadie Englehart. Good choice, Olivia. Good choice, Ashley. Great choice. <laughs> yes. But Corey, before you uh, jump in, I think there's another freshman I just want to highlight just moving into this cross-country season. For me, that's Watts Addison Reitzenhain, and she was second at the Colorado 4A cross-country state championships, and she helped Watt to the team title with 20 points. She was also the top freshman at her regional meet where she finished ninth. That helped Watt to earn the auto qualifier to go to Portland, and then she was the top freshman as well at Nationals with a 5K personal best of 17.38 and helped Niwat to a second-place finish behind Saratoga Springs for the team title. So I think there's just a lot of great, you know, freshmen that are coming in and, again, very heavy on the distance side, which is really awesome. But for you, Corey, uh, who would be that well, freshman girl? Actually, let's, you... let's finish off with your last uh, freshman. You, you talked about Sadie already. I mean, I think you have a boy here too. What, who's your pick on the boys' side? Yeah, for the boys' side, I'm focusing in more on the cross-country season. So this past fall, freshman, I'm going with Owen Clemens of Cleveland from Tennessee. You know, I think I, you know, going into the cross-country season, I believe I wrote you know, kind of like a highlight article looking at some of the top freshmen to watch going in. And I think he was one of my top guys on there. And he certainly lived up to that hype 
He was the third fastest freshman all time at the 5K distance in cross country with his 1501 performance at the Saturday Light Fever. He won a state championship for Class 3A in Tennessee in his first year uh, you know, of high school competition, 1522 there. And he also finished really well against elite competition at some of these more nationally you know, high-profile meets. I mean, he competed at the Southern Showcase in Alabama and the Jesse Owens Classic, you know, finishing you know, top 10 in races like that there. So I think that's a pretty solid performance for a freshman there for Owen Clemens. Did you know that he ran two races the same day he ran his PR? It's crazy. I believe so, but I think, yeah, I think Olivia, you, I, you, you're going to touch on this a little bit, aren't you? You are? You're going to touch on this later? <laughs> Ashley and I were on the same page when it came to the top freshman, but yeah, I had Owen you, Clemens you... down for the guys too. And I thought it was insane to think like he ran hours later at another yeah. meet, a meet in Alabama. It's crazy. Just the, insane. The, uh, the, the Chick-fil-A, the Saturday Night Fever was in Tennessee. The Jesse Owens Classic was in Alabama. So <laughs> he obviously planned it. <laughs> Uh, it, it's remarkable for a freshman. I, I I don't know if it's necessarily smart, but it was definitely memorable for sure. Um, on on the guy side, I'm actually going with another Tennessean, uh, Keegan Smith from last year, indoor outdoor, set all kinds of of great standards. He he set a, a indoor freshman class record in the mile at New Balance four fourteen six three. Uh, he also led the freshman category indoors in the fifteen hundred and the thirty two hundred meters. And then outdoors, he set a freshman class record in the 3,200 meters, 852.96. He also led the freshman class in the 3K and the two-mile. I mean, guy's, guy's going to be a really good talent currently in the sophomore season. I'm looking for really big things out of him uh, in the indoor and outdoor season. And then on the girls' side, I'm going with Veronica Vaca of Mount St. Joseph's. I, you know, obviously, I think Sadie is the girl to, to look at for, as a freshman. But if we're going anywhere different, we're giving some kudos to somebody else. Veronica Vaca, Mount St. Joseph, Pennsylvania, 13.65, 13 feet, six and a half inches in the pole vault, which was a freshman class record. Uh, indoors, uh, she was second in the freshman class. Uh, outdoors, uh, it, you know, only behind Amanda Moore, who went 14.3 as a freshman. I mean, they say you know, people who set the, the pathway before you lead you on the path ahead. So Veronica mm -hmm. Vaca certainly has that in front of her going forward in the pole vault. And I know the moles, we're going to keep track of them um, all year long to see if they get to 15 feet. So um, Vaca might be just behind them coming into 14 this year. All right. Th I know this is a, a, the, the subject that Ashley has been waiting for uh, the entire <laughs> show. The most viral moment in, in track and field in 2022. Uh, but, but you know, Olivia and myself kind of get into the social media a little bit, so we have our, our picks too. But, Ashley, I'll start with you first. All right. I'm going to touch on two things here. First, I want to touch on – well, first off, shout out to Miles Split Tennessee here, a viral yeah. TikTok. It was like over, a, you know, almost like 2 million likes, I think, on this video. You have Mency Stiff, who is the top returning indoor shot – putter you know in the nation currently this indoor season at Brentwood Academy she's having a training session and in the viral TikTok you can see she kind of she releases the throw and she shatters a backboard of a basketball hoop so that was pretty funny I think that was you know obviously a top viral moment there just based on likes and views alone can i add something too her yeah. coach emailed us recently to to get maybe updates and stats or something and i was like hey if you have any uh cool videos to send us um you know we have a TikTok now can you can you just keep us in the loop and he's like other than breaking a backboard like what do you want <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, we need some content. I mean, shoot. I don't know what else she could do out there. I'm sure she could do something else viral that'll go viral. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's my first one. And then the second one, if we go to XC, this went viral, you know, on our website, on Instagram, every single platform you could think of. The Texas cross-country state meet bandit you have brendan hubert who illegally jumps into the uil texas class a class 6a state meet he takes second to austin vandergriff's kevin sanchez but was quickly disqualified i mean i was there in person and i was you know the one actually taking the videos on instagram and stuff and talked to him as well and i've never seen anything like that before and as you as we all know like it went viral on every single I mean, message board out there, I feel like, related to running. He wore his old Lake Travis High School jersey and an old race bib to pass as a high school competitor. You know, he said afterwards that, you know, he just, he quote-unquote knew Kevin and was a good competitor and wanted to get in a good race. I mean, all in all, that's just an unprecedented event for a cross-country meet at the high school level. So, there you go. Most viral moment. 100%. Wild times. Wild Mm -hmm. times. Olivia. It was interesting, I think, of all of us. I mean, you were also in front of a, a person that had a viral moment, and you kind of were, were the the prop, uh, the, the, the person that propped him into that, that viral moment. So what is yours? Yes, I know, Corey, you talked about Kate Flat, and I feel like we need to talk about Kate Flat again because he was on a mission in 2022. To just kind of give you a recap, during the indoor season, he was just a second off breaking Josh Hoey's high school nation- national record of 147 in the 800 meters back in 2018, and he clocked a 148 personal best at the New Balance National Indoors, which Corey mentioned earlier. Now, I had a moment to chat with Kate after he crossed the finish line and I literally remember the interview like it was yesterday and Cade gave me like the best quote of all time and I quote this is what he told me on camera the first 200 meters I wanted to get out I wanted to drag these guys through the deep waters I wanted to make sure it hurt the whole time and make them question while why they were in this event I came out there with bad intentions and it was just absolutely priceless ever since that moment he's caught so many eyeballs and he just continued I think he used that energy to continue to push the barriers and he was just going after all those national records when it came to the 800 meters and Corey mentioned it earlier just gosh was just a couple hundreds of a second off of it at New Balance National Outdoors in Pennsylvania and in the spring he just ran four 146s in the 800 so just incredible moment for Cade Flat but the quote was priceless for me so that went viral all over but Corey what was your most viral moment of 2022? He was also one place away from making the 800-meter USA final, which he yes, was all, that's all right. about. And that's right. he, he had a full-length documentary on him by Sidious Mag. I mean, he got he got all the coverage uh, last year. So on my end, I mean, I had to pull something. You guys both had two really good <laughs> ones. So I, I was on TikTok today just kind of, you know, uh, perusing, and I – there, there was that moment at USA's between Noah Lyles and Ariane Knighton mm, in the 200. Yes, I yes. really don't know why yeah. Noah Lyles did the thing what he did with the eye wink and the, the finger pointing. Um, you all think you'll make it out of this alive. <laughs> Last group I slaughtered looked hopeful. But he did it, and it got 1.3 million views on TikTok. So 
that was pretty huge. And, um, and then I think we've actually had discussions about Nicholas Harbor, um, over the last several weeks. And, you know, last year in April, ESPN's Field Yates, of all people, he's like a fantasy football guy. <laughs> he, he tweets about Nicholas Harbor, and he and he tweets about his 10-3-2 uh, in a meet, and it gets 1,500 retweets and 12.8 thousand likes. This guy is a walking social media machine. Also has a full-length documentary on him on YouTube, right? And uh, he's, he's going to be special in 2023. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. So w- any quick thoughts on Nicholas Harbor, Olivia? I love that kid. That kid is awesome. He's just, he has such a huge heart and you can tell I've had many opportunities to just talk with him, especially being here in Virginia. So I, I, it's kind of funny. I see him quite often. He, him and Archbishop Carroll, the track team actually volunteers at the commander Washington football game. So I see him, saw him this past weekend, you know, so he's just doing awesome. He's a great kid, Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for 2023 and it's just going to be an exciting year for sure. I know Ashley, you're super pumped. You've been talking about Nicholas Harbor for a long time, but what are you excited to see for him in 2023? Yeah. I mean, I think just like kind of what we talked about, he's almost this like larger than life figure like I remember meeting yeah. him for the first time I believe at AAU Junior Olympics and I'm interviewing him and I'm like staring up you know like like two <laughs> feet it feels like you know and so like you said great kid excited to see what he does future NFL draft pick or USA star yeah. who knows either or so I'll be excited well, to be both I, too I, th- yeah. I think those notes on him being on the sidelines of commanders games would be useful I think in 20 20- 27 or 28 when he gets the the, the <laughs> NFL featurette on him. Yep. When he was a kid, he was on the sidelines, <laughs> XYZ. So, yeah. Um, we, we, we Best hopes for Nicholas Harbour, obviously, everything. You know, time and patience and all that kind of stuff has to come into play here with football, but uh, we wish the best for him. All right, we're going to move into our, our Miles But 50 winners from 2022 and Kind of a contentious uh, one list in particular was a little contentious from fans alike. I think I want to start there first. Uh, the Miles <laughs> 50 Boys XC uh, Athlete of the Year and, and Top 5, Ashley. Um, I think, you know, you took the lead on this. We all had a conversation about it, but um, you're the one that put the list out. Thoughts? Yes, that's right. So let's start first with Boys Cross Country. Number one, ending out the season in 2022, we wrote down Cole Matizen of Carmel, Indiana. He was your champ sports champion, fourth at team nationals, an Indiana state champion. Uh, let me just go through the stats here real quick for him. 1456 for a 204 speed rating at champs, 1455 for a 201 speed rating at team nationals. Um, you know, like you said, there was this was the one that was very contentious here, this list, and, you know, We've all read the message boards. We've seen all the discussion, you know, kind of about our decision to rank Cole Matisse number one. So I guess maybe I'll just take a brief moment to kind of explain, you know, the thought process behind putting Cole at number one. So first off, our final rankings for Miles Split 50, they factor in both, you know, athlete performances, speed ratings, you know, across the entire season, you know, from start to finish, as well as where obviously they finish their seasons. And you can find this exact phrasing in the editor's comments on the Miles Split 50, you know, boys' rankings list. And, you know, I want to kind of highlight, you know, we're not going to take into account what-ifs or hypotheticals because that's just not, I mean, that didn't happen. And, you know, if you look at Matizen, from start to finish, he was consistently one of the top guys in the nation. He won eight out of 11 races that he ran. 
His last seven speed-rated races were 192 or higher, so he had the speed ratings, you know, in, to his advantage as well. And he ended his season, you know, with the national championship and a fourth-place finish at another. If you look at it all around, we all came to the agreement that uh, that was the best all-around performance, again, from start to finish of any boy in the country, and that's why we put him at number one on our rankings. So, Can I, can I add one, one small little qualifier, too? It's like yeah. even in the races that he came up a little short, it, the Midwest in particular, where it was a record-breaking run mm-hmm. from uh, Jones and Burns, Matisson still was 1440-ish. Yep. Like, he was still he under was, the previous record. And had a personal best at Laverne Gibson. And, and in his Midwest um, champs race where he lost to Jones, it, it was in Wisconsin, which is one of the craziest courses you can run on. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he and Jones went toe-to-toe is like, I don't think you knock either of those guys for it. Um, so, like, in every single even – at, even at Team Nationals – um he ran under 15 minutes like yep. this guy like come on like and i mean if you look at the speed ratings of all the top guys too i mean he got a 201 at team nationals aaron solomon got a 204 i mean the difference there is pretty minuscule when you're looking at right. that you know in particular yeah. so there we go colmatizen that's our explanation <laughs> cut and dried Boy, yep. boys, miles split 50. Okay, I think you're also getting into what's your next? Are you uh, miles split 50 girls, individuals yes. as well? Yes. Okay. So now and we got the boys out of the way. Let's talk about the girls cross-country miles split 50 winner. We had Irene Riggs, Irene Riggs, excuse me, of Morgantown, West Virginia. She was the team nationals champion, number two all-time in the course, 1640. You know, 1602 at Team South Regionals, which is number two all-time for the 5K and cross-country. That gave her... A season high 171 speed rating. That was the fastest we saw all year from anyone. You know, she was undefeated all year long. She was just so dominant. I mean, it it was kind of hard to not give Riggs the number one spot here. I feel like when we were all kind of talking about who to give this to, and you know, she had a historic season. She'll go off to Stanford in the fall. But kudos to Irene Riggs. Heck of a season. I agree with that. Olivia, all right, you're going to now move into the indoor rankings uh, for the girls and boys, and then you're also going to touch on the girls' uh, team top five. So um, I think if you want to start with the XC first, we let we let off off that, but um, go ahead. Yeah, we can dive into the XC for the girls' teams. And I think to highlight, you know, we had Saratoga Springs finish off as our mile split 50 number one team, and they just had an exceptional year. We, we've seen them just grow, and I feel like they really started to get into that championship form towards the end of the year. They were leading into team nationals. They earned a speed rating average of 133, which, Corey, nationally, we have not seen much of that this season. Like, we did not see many teams have, on average, a 133 speed rating across the, the, the runners here. So the Blue Streaks won their first First national title since 2019 and scored 81 points was which was absolutely incredible just kind of looking down the list too we had number two with Niwat who finished second at team nationals as well they just had an exceptional season out in Colorado your number three team was Buchanan from California four was Lone Peak and honestly Lone Peak they really started to rise similar to Saratoga Springs toward the end of the season and they just they finished second at states uh 
finishing second at states and also finished second at regionals did amazing there and the 15 was was prospect as well from illinois they were your 3a champions and also won the midwest region and finished fifth overall at national so amazing competitors there and teams for the cross-country season now just looking at the indoor rankings finishing off for us for the indoor girls side was Roisin Willis of Stephen Point from Wisconsin. She's now at Stanford. She ended her season by winning the 800 meters at the New Balance National Indoors, and she ran the fastest 500 of the season with a 110.90. And also, as we mentioned early on in the show, she broke the indoor 800 meter national record with a two flat point zero six. So that's exciting to see what she did there. Also, she finished U.S. number two in the 1K and also U.S. number three in the 400. So Roisin had some speed, y'all. She she had the speed and she also had some strength too. Now finishing for the boys, we had Will Sumner of Woodstock out in Georgia. He's also currently now at the University of Georgia. He earned two national records uh, in the 500 and in the 600 with a 101.25 and a 115.58 and added a number two all-time performance to his resume in the 800 with a 148.14. He also ran a 21.58 in the 200, 46.63 in the 400, and also earned a national title in the 400 meters at the NSAF Indoor Championship. So lots of great talent for both the indoor and also the cross-country season as well. But, Corey, you're going to wrap it up by talking about the Mossblit 50 winners for the outdoor and also the boys team for cross-country. I have a, a fun extra with Will Sumner. I don't know if you all know this, but he <laughs> oh. runs the uh, Wilfredo's Pizza Instagram account, um, has 62 followers. I think you should both follow it. He is into pizza, uh, posts thick pictures of pizza, and if, Will still li listens to this podcast, which he probably doesn't. But if he does, Will, <laughs> I like your pizza style. All about it. <laughs> um, all right. So outdoor track and field miles with 50 athletes of the year. We went over this back in June. But, um, you know, we already talked about Kate Flat. Uh, Kate Flat had the the a year of a lifetime, basically. Like when we looked at it, there were a lot of candidates that could have been considered Colin Salmon. Will Sumner, Tamars McCallum, uh, Tarek Robinson O'Hagan, but Cade just sort of made that season based on a lot of factors that we already talked about. So he ended up with the Miles for 50 Athlete of the Year honor based on that alone, 146.48 for number two all-time outdoors. And as Olivia said, 148 indoors. On the girls' side, Julia Whitaker, national record holder in the 800 meters. She ran that at the USA as she broke two minutes at – trials of miles i mean she ran an incredible mile at at uh, brooks pr and at, at the pen relays um just all around great great performance uh natalie cook shanti jackson roisin willis mia bray pedersen they were in the top five there too and then on the boys side for xc not really a surprise the top five teams at team nationals finished the year as top five teams on our rankings newberry park was one Portland Jesuit was two, Harriman was three, Crater was four, American Fork was five. So um, great job out of those teams and athletes. All right, we are moving into another, you know, I don't think we talk about coaches often enough, but mm -hmm. they are the drivers of all of these athletes. So let's talk yeah. about top track coaches of 2022, XC or track. Ashley, I'll start with you. All right, this may be a slightly under-the-radar pick, but I want to talk about Andrew Cook of Flower Mound. And I'm not even talking about cross-country here. I'm talking about track. If you look at what he was able to do at Flower Mound, 
you know, in Texas, you know, 6A, biggest classification, so much talent there. It's just, you know, incredible. So you start off with indoor. He helps lead Flower Mound to an, the girls to an indoor four-by-mile record. Obviously, you have Natalie Cook, who's, you know, breaking every record out there, indoors and outdoors. And, you know, the 5K outdoor national record is crazy. But then I feel like this is the kicker here. So Flower Mound, they win the Texas 6A state title by going 1, 2, 3 in the 1600 and the 3200. They win the 800 and the high jump, and then they finish 7th in the 4x4 and 8th in the 300-meter hurdles. That's not like a huge crew there, and yet they put that all together, and they absolutely dominated, you know, in like I said, in the 6A classification in Texas. I think, I, you know, I was looking back at some of the reporting that was done on this, you know, this feed, and Will Grundy, our Texas Miles player, kind of said, like, you know, seeing, you know, a state title won in that fashion is almost kind of unheard of in Texas. They didn't win a single relay or anything like that, yet they come away as the winner and they basically dominated the distance events. And so I think you have to give huge credit to Andrew Cook here. And Flower Mound is still going real strong, obviously, as we saw in the cross-country season. And I think he's, you know, one of the top track coaches around. Solid pick. Olivia, who do you got? Yes, Ashley, I like your pick with Coach Cook there. I'm going to take it out to Florida. I know we just talked about Mountain Bird Academy over the last um, couple moments here, but Coach Gerald Peary um, is the sprints coach there, and we just saw exceptional things when it came to the sprint side throughout the indoor and the outdoor season. And, you know, just kind of reflecting on the Florida State Outdoor Championships, Mikhail Holland put together such amazing, impressive performances with the U.S. number two time in the 100 with 1126 and she also clocked the u.s number four time in the 200 with the 2313 and we just saw makaya holland really just really improve over the last year and she just looks exceptional then also just thinking about zaire nerdin on the boy side he clocked the indoor 4604 time in the 400 meters which was not just you like a top run in the u.s but it was a number three all-time performance and he dipped under 46 seconds at the florida relays with the 4578 which was the U.S. number two time in the spring, right behind Justin Braun. Also, Michael Larry's part of this group. He ran a 10:27 in the hundred meters. He was fourth at, at the Adidas Outdoor Nationals in the hundred. He was also the long jump champion, and he won states with a 10:46, 21:06, and then he also jumped 25:11.5. So. Just amazing stuff out there, and I know we're excited to see what Mountford does later this indoor and this outdoor season. But for you, Corey, who was your coach of the year that you have down? Tough category, obviously. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches, thousands of high schools across the the U.S. the the UST or USTFCCCA uh, does hand out state coaches of the year and national coaches of the year. And I think when you look at high school cross country, some some big names pop up every year. Mike McCabe is one of them at Union Catholic that really does a great job uh, with, with the, the girls' side. Uh, Miami Northwestern's Carmen Jackson uh, on the girls' side. Uh, before Sean Burrison went to UCLA, I think he would have been considered there. And the Woodlands' Jerish is green, the Cranics of Saratoga Springs. All those names get said a lot because they do great work. I'm going to go with Chris Schmidt of Hoover High School. Um, Hoover is a football school in Alabama, football power. But Hoover always gets great track athletes out in the spring too. And they, they really made a concerted effort, even starting in December to get indoors and compete. And he's done a fantastic job case among them. Actually last year, they, they, they won both the indoor team state titles in the girls and boys sides at the Alabama indoor state championships and the outdoor team titles in the girls and boys on both sides. Girls scored 120 points. Boys scored 126 points. 
big, big, big team. Chris Schmidt has to put it all together. I think they didn't score in one event on both sides. Every other event, they scored at least a point or two. So Hoover just, I mean, top classification in Alabama, fantastic job. He was the Alabama State Coach of the Year by the USTF CCCA. So I'm going to give him the nod, give him some credit here because I think he's doing great work there in Alabama. Final segment. I'm really excited for this one because it's holiday season. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to do something special. Um, We're going to give you things we wish we would like to see in 2023 in track and field. And we're going to begin, if you both can, begin with I wish for and then what you got. So, Olivia, I'll start with you first. Awesome. Well, I wish for many boys to go sub four minutes in the mile because it just it just excites me. We've just actually talked about it last year. There were just so many athletes that did it. There were five of them that did it. He had Colin Salmon, who ran the number three all time with a 356. Gary Martin ran the number four time. Connor Burns was number five. Ryan Arn Harrison was number eight. And the Silent Hawk, Simeon Birnbaum, was number 12. And I'm just looking at the times that came from last season. You had Sane Bergen, Devin Kipiego, Rocky Hansen, Leo Young, Aaron Salmon, uh, James Donahue, and Lex Young. They either went four flat or 401 during the outdoor season last year. So I'm just excited. I wish for more boys to go sub four minutes in the mile. I think it's going to be an exciting year. But Ashley, what are you wishing for for 2023? You know, like you said, Olivia, I would, you know, I wish for records and elite performances. <laughs> almost messed up there. Yeah. You know, kind of along what you said, Olivia. But, okay, I'm going to go kind of an or- unorthodox, cheesy route for me. I wish for high school track and field, you know, the fan base to continue to grow in 2023. You know, just kind of, I feel like as we saw in 2022, especially during this past season in cross country, I mean, high schoolers are just getting faster and faster. They're more competitive. And I feel like it's kind of just this unprecedented time for running, jumping, throwing, vaulting. I mean, you name it, anything you can do in high school track and field. And I think, you know, maybe we saw some more energy kind of pumped into the sport over the past year, which has been really exciting to witness and see. And I want to I wish for that to continue to grow over, you know, 2023. And I think, you know, that can make the sport even more accessible and fun for everyone involved and again that's really cheesy and movie like of me but i mean hey these kids could be the future of the sport it, it's interesting for you that you say that because you're not into the sentimentality sentiment and sentimentality of of movies and yet you're being sentimental <laughs> no. here <laughs> i know i'm going off the deep end here yes <laughs> but this you is are. what i you want are. because love high school cross country and track and field. And I want to see other kids and parents and adults love it as well. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I, uh, as you both can see, I wrote a little bit of a ode here for some of the mm-hmm. things I wish yeah, for. Let's hear it. All right. I wish for an end to this madness of 46 seconds in the 400 for a high school boy. Let's end this 18 year old run of unbeatenness. Let's go under 46 seconds for 400 meters. Elsie Coleman, we love you, but your record's going down. I wish for an end to this madness of 23 <laughs> seconds in the 200 for a high school girl. Let's end this 15-year run of unbeatenness. Bianca Knight, we love you, but your record is going down, probably by Shanti Jackson. Shanti Jackson. I wish for an end to this madness of 10 seconds in the 100 for a high school boy. Let's be the first boy in history to break nine 
10 seconds officially. Trentavis Friday, we love you, but your high school time is toast. I wish for an end to this madness of a girl breaking the 2K steeplechase record every year. Carrie Beloga, obliterate this record this year. Just go for it. 624, shmosha shmoha for. Let's aim for 610 and silence the doubters. Angelina Napoleon, we love you. Okay, you're still in high school. You might actually go for the record next year, so congrats to you, and hopefully you get it. Lastly, I wish for an end to this madness of no high school girl reaching 15 feet in the pole vault. I think that's happening in 2022. Amanda Mole and, and Hannah Mole, my unrelated Mole friends, go for history. <laughs> I'm pulling for you. So those are the things we wish for in 2023. Really looking forward to it. I love that. That was great. Like, you know, like a like in the night before Christmas kind of thing. You know, you're reading off all the yeah. Wow, <laughs> that was poetic. All right, one last thing. Actually, I wanted to ask both of you: Do you have any personal goals or wishes for 2023? Ooh, hopefully, I can actually run this half marathon at some point in 2023. <laughs> Which half marathon? Which one? I have no idea. I was supposed to do one in College Station last year, and that did not happen. So okay. maybe this year I'll actually run a half marathon. So complete a half marathon. Okay. Complete a half marathon. Okay. I like okay. it. I like it. I guess finish this marathon that I'm doing in January. But besides <laughs> that, who knows? <laughs> All right, more goals ahead. Okay. Corey, Corey. I, I am uh, first. I'm going to start with getting over this injury, getting healthy enough to run again, and then from there, I think I'm actually. I, th I think I told you this at the holiday party. I actually want to get into marathon shape again. I ran yes. one, my last one back in 2013 in uh, Pro Pro no, Providence. No, no, no. Where was it? It was, it was in Rhode Island, but I ran relatively well for my own expectations. So getting back into that shape and hopefully getting after it. So that's so the goal. Lots of running for so all So now, of us Olivia, here. you have to run a marathon too. So then the whole crew can run a marathon in 2023. Oh, the whole crew runs a yeah. marathon in 2023. End of 2023, we're going to come back to this and we're going to say, hey, did we reach our goals? And mm. Mm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Might consider that. Well, we want to thank everybody who watches on the line every week. If you do, if you come into it one week and don't watch it the next, we want to thank you for watching it. It's been really a pleasure. We have a great time talking track and fielding and cross country. It's a joy for us to have these jobs and, and to, to move forward and cover your events. So we want to thank everybody for subscribing to Mile Split and taking the time to, to, to talk, talk to us and, and view our content. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We will see you again in 2023 and uh, we want to wish you the best of luck. So take care.